Welcome to episode three of Project Fantasy Football, the best fantasy football advice in, in town. town. Uh, today we'll be doing our wide receiver rankings. Uh, we got about 60 guys, giving you some advice on them. I did a little bit of research and I will be using uh, the term target rate a lot. So for those of you guys who don't know, target rate is uh, what percentage of routes run the receiver is targeted on. Um, so let's get right into it. James, who do you have at number one? Our, our consensus number one wide receiver is the guy, Justin Jefferson. I think this guy, he, I, I, a lot of times Cooper Cup's going to be the number one receiver taken off the board. I think this guy should be taken off the board first. I mean, Cooper Cup's not going to be who he was last year. Justin Jefferson's going to get huge amount of targets from Kirk Cousins. I think uh, uh, Minnesota offense should be still good this year. Um, the only question is, is... Adam Thielen going to eat into his red zone targets, his touchdown targets, like he kind of did last year. How healthy will Dalvin Cook be? How will he factor into how much Jefferson gets targeted? But this guy has the potential to become the number one just overall wide receiver and just by being a wide receiver in the league. So I think this guy could definitely have an amazing year this year. Yeah, super talented. Minnesota's going more pass heavy. Uh, Thielen is over the uh, hill of 30 years old. I'd expect Jefferson to increase his 26.2% target rate from last year up into the 28, 29, or even 30%, um, which is kind of where Cooper Cup was in 2021. At number two, we do have Cooper Cup of the Rams. Uh, he's being drafted as the number one wide receiver. He saw 30% target rate last year, but you got to expect some regression to the mean here. His season last year was just out of this world. I don't see him catching 18 touchdowns again. I'd expect more in the 10 to 12 range, and I'd expect more from Allen Robinson and Cam Akers, who we just talked about last episode. Uh, still an elite wide receiver, but definitely not the like number one fantasy scorer that we, he was last year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to replicate what he did last year. I mean, last year's an amazing season, but yeah, they got Allen Robinson now. He's still, he's still going to be a great wide receiver, don't get me wrong, but he's not going to be at the level he was last year. Number three, Cincinnati's second-year guy, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think this guy's a stud. I mean, you saw what he did to fancy football teams around the world with his 53-point performance. Last it was year. 55. 55. It was, it was just <laughs> insane. I mean, this guy's got the he's, – he's got it all. He's got great running after catch. He, he and Joe Burrow have got that amazing connection. I just think teams are going to focus a lot more on him this year, like covering him, than they did last year. And he's in a kind of um, crowded wide receiver room with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. He also got Joe Mixon in offense, but he's still going to have an amazing year. Yeah, he saw a 21.2% target rate last year. I'd expect that to go up into the mid-20s. If he cuts out a consistent role, he is the wide receiver one here. In terms of upside, no one comes close. Uh, comparable guys, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, their best game last year was 37 fantasy points. That's 18 less than what Jamar Chase put up in the fantasy championship. Uh, he has the highest ceiling, period. Uh, number four is Stefan Diggs from Buffalo. Um, he would have been a top three receiver last year if the end zone targets panned out. He saw a 25% target rate. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is gone, and don't expect for Gabe Davis to be like this huge breakout and take all of Sanders' touches. Um, 
we saw what Stefan Diggs could do with Josh Allen two years ago. I would expect uh, similar workload and production to that. Yeah, he's a very pass out of the offense with Josh Allen. He He's a great wide receiver in general, too. A lot of people are thinking Gabe Davis is going to kind of start dominating. He's not. He's going to be a good wide receiver, but I think Stephon Diggs still will have his big role in that offense. And just we'll see, though, can Dawson Knox take away his red zone targets again? But I think Stephon Diggs can definitely be a very, very good wide receiver this year. Yeah, at number five we have Green. Uh, Las Vegas' own Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, he's in terms of route running, just being overall wide receiver, he's the best in the league. There's no question. Um, I know he's going from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. I think, though, he's got a really good connection with Derek Carr. Obviously, they're college teammates. I think he still have a great role. It is a it is a lot more crowded in that um, receiving area uh, for the Raiders than was the Packers. He's got to contend with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. I don't think he's going to get all the receptions, all the targets he did with Green Bay and now that they got those guys. But I still think he's going to be a great wide receiver. I mean, he's he's got all the tools to be. Just how will he play in the new offense? Yeah, he was second in target rate last year at 30.1. That's going to come down to earth. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are both going to see high target shares. So I still see him as, you know, like a top 8-5 guy, but I don't see him being the same consistent 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown like he was with Aaron Rodgers. At number six, we have the Dallas wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. Uh, He's poised for a big breakout this year. Dak Prescott is a really good passer of the football. Maybe he's not a great overall quarterback, but he can rack up yards. Um, Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's going to be out for a couple weeks. C.D. Lamb is the guy in this offense. I would expect him to be in the high 20s in terms of target rate, and I would expect 10 to 12 receptions guaranteed for the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, I think when we talk about Jamar Chase's ceiling, I think C.D. Lamb's ceiling is super, super high as well. He's that guy down in um, Dallas. Michael Gallup will be out for a while. He's great wide receiver, but he's just got to have a breakout year, and I think this is going to be his breakout year. I think he could be a potential league winner. Number seven, San Francisco's Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean he he's got all the skills. He can he can run the ball. He is a focal point of that San Francisco offense. Assuming, well, Kittle will still be good, but you know Kittle hurts it gets hurt sometimes. Debo Debo could be that guy. The only question is, what is he going to do? Like holding out? Is he still kind of mad at San Francisco? Are they going to trade him? Probably doesn't look like it will be. I think it'll be normal this season. But I think he's got all the tools to be a top wide receiver in the league. Yeah, super talented. You know, he's having that contract situation, like you mentioned, and I think he's a little bit overrated. I think there's a, there has to be a big question mark on who is Trey Lance's favorite target. Could be Debo, it could be Kittle, it could be Brandon Ayuk, and with a run-heavy quarterback in Trey Lance, Debo's not going to get those little five-yard underneath routes that he takes for 25 yards like he did from Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, I think he'll still be probably uh, – wide receiver one but don't expect the top three finish that we saw last year yeah i have heard reports also that trey lance is looking to brandon i you guys that guide for him so we'll see where that takes but hopefully debo sammy can still have a really big role this year number eight tyreek hill in a new home in miami i mean he's as he said he's with a super super talented passer in tua but tua is just not patrick mahomes 
I don't know how it's going to look, how they're going to connect. He's still best deep ball threat in the league. He's incredibly fast, but now he's got to contend with Jalen Waddle too. Jalen Waddle is definitely, I'd say, better than any other Kansas City wide receiver, not obviously counting Travis Kelsey, but he's definitely a more reliable target, and he's already got that connection with Tua that they've shown. But I think Tyreek Hill could still really have that big play, big play threat in um, Miami. Yeah, he's super talented receiver, um, but there's high target competition, like James mentioned, and pretty mediocre quarterback play. Uh, but I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, they just did hook up for a 65-yard touchdown in training camp, 55 yards through the air. Miami fans were going crazy, but can Tua do that in the game is the real question. You know, there's the meme of, oh, Tua can only throw 10 yards, and that's it. Tua turned the ball over. Yep. Uh, But if Tua, you know, takes a step forward as a quarterback, Tyreek Hill is going to be a really, really good fantasy receiver. You say, you say that about the 65-yard touchdown on Twitter. I've seen Tua under-throwing a wide receiver and throwing a pick in practice, too. So, it could go both ways. But if Tua takes the leap, I think Tyreek Hill is still hey, a great wide receiver. Interceptions don't hurt Tyreek Hill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Number nine, Tom Brady's guy, Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, he's he's number one target for Tom Brady, especially with questions about Chris Godwin being healthy. They had brought in Russell Gage, now they brought in Julio Jones. Is... Is who is who, is Julio Jones still good though? Is he's he's getting old. He did not play well at all in Tennessee last year. Is he going to stay healthy? I think Mike Evans is going to be a great guy to start off the season, even with Julio Jones and Russell Gage maybe contending. But I don't know. Later on this season, if Chris Godwin comes back, Chris Godwin is a target and reception machine for Tom Brady. I still think Mike Evans will be good though, but he's kind of crowded in a wide receiver room in Tampa Bay. Yeah, the more I think about it, I might even move Mike Evans above Tyreek and Debo. I mean, Godwin is not going to be 100%. Julio's getting old. Russell Gage is no Antonio Brown. Rob Gronkowski is gone. There's 12 touchdowns opened up. And this Tampa Bay team threw the most in the league last year, and that's not going to change because they've lost three interior offensive linemen to injuries over the past uh, month or so. So the run game is probably not going to be there. Mike Evans only saw 17% of his routes targeted last year i would expect uh that 20 plus touchdowns is more likely than evans having single digit touchdowns number 10 we've got the wide receiver two from cincinnati t higgins i mean even though he's wide receiver two he's got wide receiver one upside he is a phenomenal receiver he's got a great connection with joe burrow i think teams are a lot focused a lot more on jamar chase this year now after his breakout last year i think t higgins can see a lot a lot of receptions very good wide receiver and a great passing offense in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, he saw a higher target rate than Chase last year. Um, there's always a team that has two top 12 fantasy wide receivers. I think that's Cincinnati's uh, this year. And the touchdowns will come. Didn't really come last year. He got tackled at the one four times last year. You know, that's that's a point and a half per game if he scores those. Um, so... T. Higgins, he'll be a guy. I'd be happy getting him as my number one receiver in the late second, early third round. Yeah, and there are games where Jamar Chase kind of had a dud. He didn't really do anything, and those are the games where T. Higgins kind of took over. I know against the Ravens when Joe Burrow passed for an insane amount of yards, yeah. it was mostly to T. Higgins. So he, even though he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver two, he's he could be a wide receiver one fantasy easily. Number eleven, uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen. 
What do you think of this guy? I think I think he's very solid. He's a good route runner. He's on a good passing offense in L.A. I know he's kind of getting a bit older, but I think he'll still be very solid. I don't think Mike Williams is going to have a huge breakout year. I think he'll be good. But Keenan Allen's still going to be the wide receiver one down there in L.A. I think he'll be very good. Yeah. Um, consistency is key for Keenan. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Williams is the top guy this year in L.A. Um, Keenan Allen's getting older. I would expect, you know, eight receptions for 80 yards from him, you know, that 15, 16 points. And for that reason, I don't know if I'd take him as my wide receiver one. I just don't see the huge top five upside that I see in uh, guys that are a little bit below him. But, you know, if I get a Justin Jefferson in round one or a Jamar Chase, I'm totally happy to pair up Keenan Allen with one of them. Number 12, we've got the new Philadelphia Eagle, A.J. Brown. I think this guy is a very good fantasy wide receiver. He's good wide receiver in general. I don't know how he's going to fit in with Philly. I think he's going to fit in beautifully. But now he's got a compare a contest with Devontae Smith for targets. Jalen Hurts loves to run the ball and run at the goal line. And I think he'll be good, but he's got to contend with also Dallas Goddard too. So I don't know if I like him as my wide receiver one, but I think he'll be very solid. Yeah, Hurts is only getting better as a passer. Um, so it's really all can A.J. Brown stay healthy. Number 13, another Miami wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, you talked about two uh, a team having two wide, top 12 wide receivers. I think Miami could also do it. I mean, Jalen Waddle had, what, most uh, receptions as a rookie ever last season. I know he's got Tyreek Hill now, so it probably will go down quite a bit. But he's still a very solid wide receiver. He's got a really good connection with Tua. I think, I think he's going to have a great role in Miami. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, he had 100 receptions last year. I don't see that happening again with Tyreek in town. Um, you know, I think the real question is, can Tua support two top 12 wide receivers? Tua is not Joe Burrow. Tua is not Justin Herbert. I don't really see it happening there. But I think, you know, he's a speedy guy. He can make plays after the catch. So he has upside there. Yeah, him and Tyreek definitely hinge around how Tua plays this year. 14, Terry McLaurin from the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I think I think he, he's a very great wide receiver. Wide receiver one there in um, Washington. I think he's going to be dominant on offense. Now they got Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz will be pretty good for him. Obviously, I think it's better than Heineke, but not a huge upgrade. So I think he'll still be good, but is he going to be limited by his quarterback play? Yeah, I mean, I just heard Carson Wentz the other day being compared to that one recess quarterback that scrambles around, looks downfield to uh, where he can throw into triple coverage. So Terry McLaurin, really good receiver, underutilized. Um, you know, if you pick him, pray he gets traded. You know, if he goes to the Packers, if he yeah. goes to the Ravens. Hey, goes we'll, to, we'll take him. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a possibility with his contract coming to an end that he could get traded. So, you know. If he's in Washington, he'll probably be 15-16 in terms of fantasy points. If he goes to one of those teams I just mentioned, top 10. Uh, number 15, uh, Indianapolis's uh, Michael Pittman, one of my favorite receivers this year. Um, he saw a 22.3% target rate last year. That's going to go 27-28. There are no real other weapons, so he's going to be Matt Ryan's guy in the passing game. Um, talking about running the ball to set up the pass, who better than to have Jonathan Taylor in that backfield? Um, I expect a top 12 fantasies finish. 
Yeah, I'm not a super high on Michael Pittman. I know he, he had a really good season last year, a great wide receiver, but they got a up, bit of an upgrade with Matt Ryan. I don't think it's as big, big of an upgrade as Ryan says or other people say. Matt Ryan's getting older. Is he going to still put up numbers as he had lately? Um, there's no other weapons on Indianapolis, so teams are going to focus on him in the passing game. They're going to double him. They're going to cover him a lot. I know they got also a deal with Jonathan Taylor, but, yeah, I just – I think he'll still be a very good wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be top 12, though. Number 16, Pittsburgh's reception monster, Deontay Johnson. How are you feeling about this guy? I'm, I am I think I'm feeling pretty good. Um, he's going from Ben Roethlisberger to Mitchell Trubisky, which is not the – I don't know if even that's an upgrade or a downgrade. But um, I think he'll still see a lot of targets now with Juju out of town. Um, Najee's going to have a role to play in that offense, too. But – I think he's, he's going to be wide receiver one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I think he'll still be good. I've heard reports of him coming to the Packers next year, though. Yeah, you know, this is a contract year for him. So in terms of fantasy this year, I don't like him. Um, I think if Pittsburgh's not competing for the division, that you could see more of the passing workload go to other guys, younger guys that are going to be on the team, you know, Claypool, Pickens, Fryermuth. So for that reason, I had Deontay Johnson, you know, three or four spots lower. Number 817 is DK Metcalf of Seattle. Obviously now he lost Russell Wilson. He's got to deal with Drew Locke, Geno Smith now. But he still put up pretty good numbers with Geno Smith last year. He's a very talented wide receiver. Just got that big extension. I think he's still going to be pretty good. Um, I think he's the wide receiver one in that situation over Tyler Lockett. Um, just the question is, how is the quarterback going to play going to be? Yeah, I mean, if you think they're going to pay him, $24 million a year and not feed him the ball, I think you're wrong. Um, so I would expect a big workload. He's a guy, he's either going to run past you or he's going to run through you. Super talented, speedy, strong receiver. So that's why he's in our 17th spot. Number 18, we got Carolina's wide receiver, DJ Moore. I'm not very high on DJ Moore. I had him last year, and he, he started the season well. Like, was putting up solid, but like 16, 15, 14 and then he just never really had a breakout performance. He never really did all that much. He's just a very solid wide receiver. I know now he's got a better quarterback in Baker Mayfield. I still don't know if I really trust him, though. Yeah, uh, he's. I love DJ Moore. I had him, I have him at 14. Uh, super high floor. He's had 1,200 yards each of the past three seasons. And he has a quarterback that can throw more than 10 touchdowns in a season now in Baker Mayfield. I know what we saw last year from Baker was not very impressive, but he was injured a lot. He had that, like, rotator cuff problem. Um, if we see 2020, 2019 Baker, like, DJ Moore is going to be a guy in fantasy. Number 19, we've got the new Arizona Cardinal, Hollywood Brown. I'm very high on this guy, assuming uh, D-Hop stays out for a while. We'll see how D-Hop comes back later on the season, but if not, He's the number one wide receiver in Arizona. I think he'd have a very big role, kind of like we did it in uh, Baltimore. I think I think he's poised for a really good season this year. Yeah, he's going to be a wide receiver one while D-Hop is out. And this is finally an offensive scheme that fits him. This is a vertical scheme that the Cardinals run. Marquise Brown, super speedy receiver, it fits him. You know, there's a chance that even after Hopkins comes back that it's like, well, Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray have this great connection, like, uh, Hollywood's the new number one guy. Did they play together in college? Was Hollywood? They did play together yeah, at, at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So there's the connection there. So I think he, 
yeah, I think they'll be him and Kyler will develop a pretty good, pretty good connection in Arizona. At number twenty is Mike Williams from the Chargers. I had this guy at sixteen. Uh, if you want to talk about upside, Williams is the guy. Um, he will finish as a wide receiver one, top twelve on a weekly basis, a lot. If he stays healthy, he will be at least a high end wide receiver two for the course of the season. You know, this is a guy who goes up there, wins jump balls, scores a ton of touchdowns. I'd expect if he plays 16 games, he's going to have 10, 12 touchdowns and 1,400 yards. Yeah, I think he's definitely a great wide receiver, very good jump ball deep threat. The problem is he's super boomer bust. I had him last year, he either scored like 30 points or he put up like two. So I think if you want to take a risk, I think he's definitely a guy to choose in wherever he's going. Um, he's Yeah, I think he could definitely – Win a lot of leagues, but he could also lose you some leagues. Number 21, we've got the new Cleveland Brown, Amari Cooper. I think he's a. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver this year, heading that Cleveland wide receiver room. Will Deshaun Watson play? Well, who's their quarterback? If not, is it Josh Rosen? I don't even know who the other quarterback on their team is. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. So, huge, huge, huge quarterback questions for the Cleveland Browns. They also got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, um, but they don't have Jarvis Landry They don't have OBJ anymore. So, he's their guy. I think I think he could have a really good season this year. Yeah, I'm not as big on Cooper. You know, QB situation, no one knows what's happening there. And, you know, with his situation in Dallas, he should have been an elite wide receiver, and he wasn't in terms of fantasy. So, I don't really see, like, this working out in Cleveland. I think Amari Cooper is over the hill past his prime, and I would not invest in him. Number 22, we've got Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin. Obviously, there's the injury concerns for him, but once he comes back, he's one of Tom Brady's top targets. Very high passing offense, as we said earlier. I think come playoff time, he could be one of the top top wide receivers. Yeah, uh, he's a reception machine. TDs aren't really his thing. Uh, he's had some fumbling issues in the past. My two biggest questions are, how soon can he be back at full strength? And does Tampa Bay even need him back? I mean, they brought in Julio Jones, so you could, I could see them, you know, splitting snaps 50-50 and kind of saving Godwin for the playoffs. 23, Cortland Sutton from the Broncos. Yeah, I I think Cortland Sutton could have a breakout year this year. Russell Wilson's now in town. I think Cortland Sutton's the talks that he's the easiest top target. I think that this Broncos offense is going to be miles ahead of what it was last year. I mean, Russell Wilson's a huge, huge upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater, I butchered that name. But I think, yeah, I think he could be poised for a really good breakout season this year. Yeah, uh, he probably will be Wilson's red zone and over-the-top target. Um I would expect Sutton to be the big play guy and Jerry Judy to be the short underneath. Um, he's 27 though, and he hasn't. We haven't seen any real, you know, stud fantasy performances from him over over the course of a season. So, age is my worry. 24, Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. This is probably the only guy from the Texans that I will invest in other than maybe Davis Mills in a two-quarterback league. Um, If he plays 16 games, he's going to have at least 1,000 yards. He's going to have a huge target share because there are no other really good receivers in Houston. They have 
Uh, they drafted John Mechie this year, and they have Nico Collins, who they drafted last year. But, you know, Mil- Mills is a willing and able passer. He had multiple QB1 finishes. Um, so he needs people to throw to. And Brandon Cooks is the only guy in Houston who is anything better than mediocre. Yeah, I think he's obviously the wide receiver one. He's going to demand a huge target share. Um do you really want to invest in a Houston offense, though? I think they'll be they'll obviously be down a lot, so they're going to have to be passing, trying to catch up. So I think Brandon Cooks will get a lot of receptions, a lot of yards, but it's just not a really good offense in Houston to trust. 25, the other Denver guy, Jerry Judy. Yeah, I uh, think he's poised for another breakout this year, too. Kind of like Cortland Sutton, he's a bit younger, obviously. And with Russell Wilson in town, I think he's he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, he's great separator. I would expect a lot of receptions, you know, those five-yard slants, 10-yard ends. Um, but I think there will be a frustrating lack of touchdowns this year. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the touchdowns will go other ways. But I think in PPR league, he's still a great pick. He'll be a wide receiver, too, and uh, one of Wilson's guys. Mm-hmm. 26, Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears. Um, another bad offense, but he's going to have a huge target share. The number two wide receiver in Chicago is Byron Pringle, like the fifth guy on the Chiefs last year. Um, so you're really just looking for huge volume for Mooney, who proved uh, last year and the year before that he can go out and make plays. Mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest upside for him is just how much how much targets he's going to get, how much receptions from Justin Fields. I think. I think he'll be good. I don't know if I would trust him that much, though. Is he really going to be a great fantasy guy other than just getting a bunch of receptions? 27, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. He showed flashes of being a great wide receiver last year. He's probably going to be the top guy in Detroit again this year. I know they got Jameson Williams coming back, too, and they got DJ Chark. So a bit more guys to contend with targets along with TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift being back fully healthy for the season, so I think that's the biggest question, though. How many, how big is his role going to be in the, off, in the offense going to be when DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson are back full time? But I think he'll be a great wide receiver and uh, could have a breakout this year. Yeah, as a third or fourth wide receiver, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. Other than that, you know, I'd expect wide receiver two production until Jameson Williams came comes back. But they have DJ Chark there. Like they said, they, you have Hawkinson, you have DeAndre Swift, who is a very able pass catcher. So don't expect the same like 30% target share and 25 points a game that he had over the last five games of 2021. Yeah, he'll be a very solid flex flex player. I don't know if I trust him to be a wide receiver two or above. 28, Allen Robinson of the Rams. You want to start? Uh, sure, I'll start. Um We've seen Robert Woods and Odell Beckham last year both produced as wide receiver twos in a number two role of Cooper Cup, and that's what I'd expect Allen Robinson to be. Um, I would expect Cup's target shares and TDs to regress, and I would expect Allen Robinson to pick up a lot of that slack. Um, Sean McVay just talked about busting his butt to go get this guy in free agency, and I don't think there's a coach that I trust more in terms of player analysis and coaching than Sean McVay. So if Sean McVay likes this guy, I like him too. He was an elite wide receiver in 2019, and now he's playing with the best QB of his career. Yeah. If he can re- return to, what, like 75% of his 2019 form, I think he'll have an amazing year this year with Matthew Stafford better than any quarterback he's had in his career. 
Um, it's another situation like Robert Woods and OBJ, kind of older guy coming to LA and he prospers. So I think, I think this could be a really bad like bounce back year for Allen Robinson. Twenty nine, Michael Thomas. I think this guy could be a potential league winner. I mean, we'll see what his injury status is like. But if he comes back and is close to being the same Michael Thomas that he was earlier, he's going to be an amazing pick for where he's going right now. Um, the only question is, how is he going to return to after his injury? Yeah, I love Michael Thomas. All reports say he's fully healthy. Uh, like James said, if he's 80% of what he was in 2018, he'll be at least a high-end wide receiver too. He'll suck up... Uh, receptions and yards from Jameis Williams. We've uh, seen James Jameis Williams, Winston. Jameis Winston, excuse me. We've seen Winston support top wide receivers uh, when he was with the Bucks. You know, he can throw for 5,000 yards. He's proved that. Um, so I would expect Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, to be a really solid option. Mm-hmm. Number 30, we got the Ravens top wide receiver now, Rashad Bateman. I think he's going to be – I think people are – a, some a little bit too high in him at some points. I mean, obviously he's gonna get a really big, a lot of receptions, really big target share in Baltimore because they don't really have any other guys other than, I, mean, I can't even name another wide receiver there. But um, Devin he, Duvernay. Duvernay, yeah. <laughs> but they've still got Mark Andrews. They got J.K. Dobbs coming back. It's a run-heavy offense. Is Lamar gonna become an elite passer again? Will he be able to take his passing to the next level? I'm not so sure. Lamar bulked up in the offseason. I saw, but. Is is Rashad Bateman really all the hype? That's my only question. Yeah, I love Rashad Bateman. He only had a 16% uh, target rate last year. No Hollywood Brown this year. I'm expecting 20-plus percent from him. Uh, I think everybody was high on him last year, saying that was going to be his breakout year, and I think we were just a year early. This is his year. Lamar is going to be improved as a passer. The Ravens are going to be a good offense. Uh, the only thing that might limit him is Lamar is going to take off and run for 80 yards a game. Number 31, we've got the Buffalo wide receiver number two, Gabe Davis. And a lot of people are super high on him after his performance against the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. I think I think he'll level to the hype a little bit. I don't know if he's gonna, he's not going to put up that numbers every single game, but now without Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and the other guys from Buffalo, I think he'll be he'll be a very solid role there behind uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, uh, someone needs to take on Sanders' receptions and workload. I expect him kind of a boomer bust for Gabe Davis, you know, trying to hit on the big week. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything like his 200-yard, four-touchdown game in the playoffs or whenever that was. Um, But, you know, Josh Allen is a really good quarterback, and he needs people to throw to, and one of those guys is going to be Gabe Davis. Number 32 is Devonta Smith from the Eagles. Yeah, I think he's going to take a little step back this year, obviously, with A.J. Brown now being the wide receiver one in town. Um, I think he'll still be good, but along with Jalen Hurst running, I just don't think he's going to be as big in the offense as he was the last year. See, I like Devonta Smith. He showed he was super productive in college. I think there's a good chance he takes over the number one role from A.J. Brown. Um, I think he needed the one year to kind of find his footing in the NFL and on the Eagles, and I think he's had that one year. Uh, my only concern is what is the injuries going to look like? You know, he had that, uh, was it ACL? I can't remember. Uh, he had he had an injury coming out of college, or I think he came back from injury to play in, like, the national championship game. So as long as he stays healthy, he'll be a really solid receiving option, good playmaker for the Eagles. 
Number 33, we've got Minnesota wide receiver Adam Thielen. And he obviously got a lot of touchdowns last year that really helped him. But I think he's still going to be a solid option between behind Justin Jefferson. I don't think it's going to be what he is last year. He's getting older. But as teams start to focus a lot more on Justin Jefferson, I think he could still see the role he had last year, especially with all the touchdowns. Maybe not as much. Yeah, he's getting older. Double-digit touchdowns are not surprise me. Minnesota's getting more pass-heavy, and Jefferson will draw more attention. But again, he's over the hump of 30 years old. You know, they have a younger guy in K.J. Osborne who's in his second or third year. Um, I think it's all about finding value on Thielen. If he falls in the draft, take him. Do not reach on him expecting him to be a wide receiver, too. Yeah, I'd agree. Number 34, uh, another white receiver from the Raiders. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, obviously he's going to take a little step back with Devontae Adams now in town and that connection between Devontae and Derek Carr, but I think he'll still be very solid. Like, he gets a lot of receptions. I think I think he'll be pretty solid, but kind of same thing with Adam Thielen. I would not reach on him, but if he falls, I'd take him. Yeah, I think you hit it on the nose there. Uh, number 35, DeAndre Hopkins from the Arizona Cardinals. I think he's very good if he falls a lot, just because if he can return to his form after his injury later on the season, could be a potential good, solid wide receiver in the playoff time. But is he going to return to that form? He's had a lot of injuries. I we got Hollywood Brown now in town too, so I'd only take him and if you're going to stash him on the bench for a while. But do you really want him eating up a bench spot? Yeah, I don't think he's worth it. Uh, where he's going in like the seventh or eighth round, I. Unless it's double-digit rounds, I have no interest in DeAndre Hopkins. 36, rookie Atlanta, Drake London. Yeah, I don't know how much I trust Atlanta players, and we've talked about Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier in the previous episode, but two guys that excite me are Drake London and um, Kyle Pitts. I think these guys are both amazing at their position. I think they could really break out. I just don't trust them with Marcus Mariota as much. And Kyle Pitts, he's already solidified his Atlanta offense, so how... Will Drake London solidify himself in that Atlanta offense? Yeah, he's a rookie. How long does it take for him to find his place? Uh, but he has huge upside. Uh, number thirty-seven, the veteran Robert Woods. Yeah, I think I think he could be very solid. I was I think it was a bit lower on him at first, but now the more I think about it, I think he for um, Tennessee now. I think he's gonna be really solid. You got Traylon Burks there, but is he really gonna be the wide receiver one, or could Robert Woods just by being more experience take over that wide receiver one role and Tannehill's got to throw to someone if Derrick Henry gets hurt they got to throw the ball more so I think Robert Woods could cut out a pretty good role in that offense but he is getting older yeah before 2021 in the three seasons before that he was like a top 20 wide receiver in terms of fantasy each season he's coming off an injury but I would expect him to uh, be the number one guy at the start of the season until Traylon Burks kind of you know, falls into place. So, great value down here. Um, he's going to get a great amount of receptions, the play-action game. Ryan Tannehill is one of the best play-action passers in the NFL. So, 38, another veteran, Tyler Lockett from Seattle. Yeah, I think the similar situation to DK Metcalf. I just like DK Metcalf more. He got a lot more upside, especially with him being paid. But I think Tyler Lockett will still have a solid season. I don't think he's going to put up any crazy numbers, though, especially with that quarterback situation in Seattle. But if he falls, he could be a reliable option later on in drafts. See, I disagree. I don't think he's reliable at all. I would expect uh, what we've seen in past seasons is uh, once every four, maybe five weeks, Tyler Lockett's going to drop 35 points on your bench and just frustrate 
the crap out of you. Um, you know, Judy and Sutton were able to put up big games with Drew Locke, um, and we saw Lockett and Metcalf put up big games with uh, Geno, Smith. Geno Smith. So, you know, we could see a, a solid start every now and then from him. Number 39, Traylon Burks, another Tennessee receiver. Yeah, we kind of talked to him a little bit just two guys ago. Um, uh, he's pretty much like the next A.J. Brown for Tennessee. That's kind of why they drafted him. I think he could be very, very solid. I don't know. This might be a year too early, though. I don't know if we want to – how he's going to adjust to the Tennessee offense, get acclimated to that situation. So I don't know if I love him this year, but maybe next year if he breaks out, he could be great. Yeah, you know, we saw his uh, ADP kind of fall a little bit uh, when there was the news, like he has asthma and he's not in shape. And then a week later, it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's a stud. He's super in shape. So I would assume he's going to fall uh, somewhere in between there. Uh, he's a first-round receiver, so he's going to be in all two wide receiver sets for Tennessee. He'll get some volume. You know, he has good upside. Number 40, uh, the first Kansas City receiver here is Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I think this guy could be poised for a really big role with Kansas City. Um, he's going to be that wide receiver one. Patrick Mahomes loves to pass. Still got Travis Kelsey, though, so I think Juju, though, could really cover a big role. Can they keep him from doing TikToks with Jackson Mahomes, though? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would expect Patrick Mahomes to probably support three wide receiver threes, kind of in the 30 to 40 uh, range. Wouldn't wouldn't expect Juju Smith-Schuster to be, like, a guy. There's a reason they only gave him, like, a one-year deal. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I would rather lean other ways uh, as we get kind of into this range. Number 41, we got Elijah Moore of the New York Jets. He, he had, was very solid, really good last year. Now, though, he's got um, Garrett Wilson to compete. Um, Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson takes a really big step forward, then I think he could have some really good value, but I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, uh, what can I say? He's he's a pretty good receiver, but he plays for the Jets. Yeah. That's kind of the trade-off. And number 42, another Jet, their rookie, Garrett, uh, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I think he's got a lot higher upside than Elijah Moore. I just don't know if he's going to be able to pro- prosper right away in this Jets offense, kind of like we said with Elijah Moore. Like, I think he could be solid. I don't know if it's going to be this year, though. It's the Jets. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Number 43 is a guy I love from Jacksonville, Christian Kirk. This man got a bag in the offseason. He's the unquestionable number one receiver in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is poised for a huge year. Two? Is it just two? No. Is it? it? I think it's just just because he was drafted with ETN. Yeah, I think so. I think he's poised for a huge year, too. Kind of disappointed as a rookie. um, But Jacksonville made an effort to get weapons around him. Um, he put up solid points in Arizona, and I think he'll be a high-end, high-end wide receiver too. If Lawrence has that breakout, and if he doesn't, I think he'll be you know wide receiver three flex play. Yeah, I mean, crazy overpaid in my opinion, but I think he could live up live up to some of the payment this year, especially being the wide receiver one in Jacksonville, looking for a big step forward from Trevor Lawrence. So being his number one target, target, I think he could be solid where he is falling right now. Number 44, we've got Brandon Ayuk. I'm really high on this guy. I think he could be really good. I've heard reports that he's the guy for Trey Lance, um, especially where the heck is Debo going with his contract. If something happens to Debo or gets gets injured or whatever, he could really step up and have a huge role in San Fran. So I think he's a steal for where he's going right now. 
Yeah, I mean, crazy separation skills, run after catch skills. I love him. I always picture the play where he ran like a 15 yard crossing route, ran down the sideline and like hurdled the guy and got into the end zone for a touchdown. So like just crazy athleticism. Uh, James, he pretty much hit it right yeah. on the, right on the nail. Big question is how is he going to fit with Trey Lance? That's the biggest question. Number 45, Green Bay zone. This isn't him. El Lazard <laughs> though. I think I think he could be very good. I mean, we've seen some really good flashes of him without Devontae Adams. I know I think it was two years ago when we were playing the Saints. He went off with Devontae out. I mean the Packers are what, like six and without Devontae or like yeah. seven and one or something. So I he's not he's no Devontae though, don't get me wrong. I think he'll be very good. Um he's just not really gonna get above like a low end wide receiver too. Yeah, I like him. I think Rodgers is gonna throw thirty five touchdowns even if I lined up at wide receiver like that's just who he is he's so good um but yeah Lazard's he'll be consistent uh wide receiver three maybe some wide receiver two weeks but no don't expect 30 any 30 point games from him number 46 we got rookie wide receiver Chris Olave of the Saints I really like this guy I think um just a phenomenal route runner I think he's gonna fit in well with uh, New Orleans especially if Michael Thomas doesn't come back fully healthy I think that's the biggest question, though. What's Michael Thomas going to look like when he comes back? Yeah, he shocked everyone with his 40 time at the Combine. He ran like a 4-3-9. Um, as the Saints traded up to get him, he, he'll be the deep threat for Jameis Winston um, with Landry and Thomas kind of working more underneath. Uh, they did just connect on a bomb in uh, training camp today. I know it's training camp, <laughs> but it's always good to see the uh, rookie torching some of the other veteran uh, corners. Um, and Jameis loves taking shots down the field. Michael Thomas and Landry aren't going to be running 20-yard routes. So, uh, 47, Pittsburgh's Chase Claypool. I think he could be very, very solid, especially now with um, Deontay Johnson last year of his deal. What's he going to look like? What's his role in the offense going to be? If he doesn't have as big, a, big of a role, I think Chase Claypool could be great, but... He's got Mitchell Trubisky throwing to him. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Steelers' offense, especially with that O-line. And Najee's going to get a big, big workload. So he could be all right. I'm not really inclined to take him, though. I would love to take him. In terms of taking a swing on a receiver late in rounds, this guy's going in like the 9th, 10th, 11th round. Um, there's a very good chance he overtakes Devontae in reception and Deontay. yards. Sorry, Deontay, oh my gosh. Receptions and yards. Big Ben is gone. Big Ben was a horrible quarterback for Chase Claypool. Um, Trubisky or Kenny Pickett are both going to be upgrades for Claypool specifically. Um, He has a big upside for me. Number 48, another big upside guy, Kadarius Toney. Remember that uh, 10 reception, 189-yard game last year? Yeah, that's what happens when you put the ball in this guy's hands. He can make plays. There's rumors with the new offensive coordinator that the Giants are going to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, and in terms of playmaking after the catch, Kadarius Tony is like a Tyree Kill type of guy. That's the kind of shiftiness he has. Yeah, in terms of all his like wide receiver skills, he's he, he's a great wide receiver. He's phenomenal skills. The only problem is he's in a New York Giants offense. You got Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones gets injured. You got Mike Glennon. I just, I don't, I don't know if I trust really anyone on the Giants. It's but even even Saquon, I just, I don't know if I can trust them. Yeah, 
49, uh, Cincinnati's wide receiver three, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I think he'll still be solid. Like, he still puts up good numbers, even though being behind T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, obviously Joe Burlips throw the ball, throws it all around. I could be very solid. He could have a few pretty big games here and there, but he's not going to be a every-game-put-up-big-numbers guy, obviously. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow can easily support three top 35 receivers, uh, but the question is, can Boyd kind of leech touchdowns from Chase and Higgins and Uzoma? Uh, no, Uzoma's gone. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's on the Jets. Oh, who's their tight end then? It's um, Drew Sample or something? They got it. They don't, yeah, their tight, tight end, end is, is now not... irrelevant. Yeah. So it's really just Mixon, Chase, and Higgins. Uh, at number 50, we have another uh, Chief, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Former Green Bay Packer. He He's the biggest boomer bust guy I've ever seen, just watching as a Packers fan. He either gets a 67-yard touchdown downfield or he does absolutely nothing. I've heard reports, though, that he's been very impressive at Chiefs training camp. Patrick Mahomes really likes him. Um, obviously, he's not like... Tyreek Hill, but he kind of is. He's got that speed, that downfield threat. So I think he could be very solid. I think he could be a steal where he's going right now. Obviously, he's going to be a very big boomer bust, though. Yeah, uh, if you want to take a swing at a Chiefs wide receiver, I would rather take a swing on Marquez Valdez-Scantling than Juju Smith-Schuster. Chiefs signed him to a three-year, $30 million deal. Uh, He has that speed, that downfield ability that Patrick Mahomes loves to throw to. And he's going four rounds later than Juju. So I think you can find big value with this guy. Number 51, we got another Green Bay Packer wide receiver, Christian Watson, the rookie. I think he could be, I think Packers fans kind of over him a little bit just because we don't have any other wide receivers on our team. But Aaron Rodgers has got to throw to someone. We're going to throw a lot. I think he could be a very solid role this year for us. Yeah, he's got elite size and speed, mm-hmm. another like 4-3 guy. Didn't really play at a high level in college in terms of competition. A um, little unsure how quickly he's going to come along. And uh, there are a lot of other like veteran weapons for Rodgers. I'm not that high on Watson. I don't think he even finishes as the number one rookie wide receiver on the Packers. No, no I I'll, would take I would take Romeo Dubs over him. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, he, oh, he could be offensive rookie of the year. I I don't, I don't believe it. Just because just cause he has Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to him all the time. Yeah. Number 52, another second-round rookie wide receiver, Sky Moore from the Chiefs. Yeah, I think this is another guy that could – a rookie that could come and take over an offense. Not really fully take over, but carve out a pretty big role in that Kansas City offense. This is another Kansas City guy I'd rather take a swing on than Juju, like Ryan said, with MVS. Um, yeah, I think he could definitely be good for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's the most exciting pick – of Kansas City receivers for me. Uh, he's going 11 picks later on average than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, you know, similar build to Tyreek Hill, the 5'10 and speedy. Um, and it's another one of these guys where you're just, you want a piece of Patrick Mahomes is what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, number 53, reception machine for New England, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I think he's definitely solid in terms of reception. Gets decent yards he's the number one guy for new england new england doesn't pass a whole lot mac jones isn't gonna take a step forward into an amazing quarterback he's he's just gonna be solid he's pretty mediocre and he just does not get touchdowns that's he he just doesn't that's my biggest biggest point against yep. jacoby myers expect a lot of six receptions for 60 six, yards 650 yards that's yep. all i got last year from him 
Uh, number 54 rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams for the Lions. Yeah, I think this guy could be a very big swing pick later on in the draft. I think he could be really good. He's In terms of just athleticism, he's the best rookie wide receiver. He's so incredibly fast. How is he going to be after his ACL, though? Um, I heard he's progressing really fast. Is that necessarily good, though? Do you really want a guy coming back really quickly from the ACL tear he had? And also... Can Jared Goff support him and Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark? Like, it's going to be some fighting there who can get targets later on the season. But if he carves out a big role for himself, I think he could have a pretty big high ceiling. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Jameson Williams. I think he'll be out six to ten weeks. And I don't think there's really any reason for the Lions to rush him back. I mean, they're probably not going to compete for the playoffs this year. He was, you know, he had elite production in college. And he will be the Lions wide receiver one when he returns. But if you don't have an IR slot in your league, don't draft him. There's no point in having him sit on your bench for eight weeks and not score you any points. If you have one, two, three IR spots, totally pick him up. I just drafted him in the Dynasty League. I love him. I picked him over Chris Olave. I I think he's going to be elite when he's healthy. Number 55, Russell Gage for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not excited about him at all, especially now they just signed Julio Jones. I, everyone's always expecting some big breakout from me, year from him. He just hasn't done it. Like he has didn't do it in Atlanta. I know he's got a much better quarterback, Tom Brady, but he's got so much more competition. I don't think he's gonna be able to beat out even Julio, who's old, or even close to take away some receptions from Mike Evans or Chris Godwin once he comes back. So, I'm not very excited about him. I don't think he's gonna have any value later on in the season. Yeah, I would expect his ADP to fall off a cliff and I think that's good because I think you'll be able to find great value in him you know Tom Brady wanted to bring him to Tampa Bay uh he he'll be a reception machine he'll work from the slot I would not be surprised if he was kind of an Antonio Brown type of player not as good of a receiver but even with Julio Jones I could see eight receptions a game from him um and Tom Brady was able to provide for three top 25, 30 receivers last year, and I think he could do it again. Uh, number 56, New Orleans, Jarvis Landry. I think he could be solid. I don't think he's going to explode this year. Obviously, he's kind of getting older. But if Michael Thomas doesn't return to what he was, if Olave isn't clear-cut number one, I think he could have a very solid role. But not super exciting here. Yeah, he's a rep- reception machine. I'd expect a lot of dump-offs. The biggest questions is, will New Orleans let Jameis, you know, throw the ball 35, 40 times a game? And will Alvin Kamara be suspended? Uh, don't expect a ton of upside. This is just kind of a solid guy that you plug in on bye weeks. Uh, number 57, Denver's Tim Patrick. What do you think of this guy? Uh, I'm not super excited about him. He's the third wide receiver in Denver. I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be able to support three wide receivers in that offense, especially now they got still having to run the ball with Javante and Melvin Gordon. But I think he could be solid, but I don't expect anything big from him. Yeah, uh, reports have it that he will be, like, the outside guy opposite of Sutton. So when there are the two receiver sets, you know, they'll have Patrick out there instead of Judy, which is big for his stock. You know, he's a big body guy, he's a red zone threat, um, and he stole some of the work last year, so if Russell Wilson and this Denver offense is pass heavy, then Tim Patrick could definitely be a quality fantasy guy. 58, we've got Michael Gallup. 
I think he's also another guy you really only draft if you got an IR slot. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but if he does come back sooner or comes back in time for the playoffs, he's he could be very, very good because he's going to be second wide receiver behind C.D. Lamb. Dak Prescott loves to pass. He's already got a pretty good connection with Dak Prescott, so I think he could be good wide receiver later on. Yeah, I would expect him to produce as a low-end wide receiver too um, when healthy with Cooper leaving for the Browns. Number 59, Washington's rookie, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he's just in the Washington offense. I don't know if I really trust as in, like really anyone other than Terry McLaurin in that offense. I don't know how much of a big role he's going to have. I know he, he might – maybe the biggest production you'll get from him is punt returns and kick returns because I know he's a good returner. But, yeah, not super excited about him. Uh, in terms of taking a swing in the 13th round, I love Jahan Dotson. He's an elite speed guy. He could – uh, comparison, uh, drew comparisons to Tyreek Hill, uh, and he has an easy path. He's going to be the wide receiver, too, on this team, no questions asked. Uh, the last guy on our list, uh, ranked at least for wide receivers, is Rondale Moore, the second-year player for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think he could start off the season. I think he be, could be very solid, especially with D-Hop out. Once D-Hop returns, though, if D-Hop's back to his normal self, I don't know how good he'll be, but Rondale Moore could definitely take a pretty big role in that offense if Diop isn't 100%. Yeah, you know, he drew a pretty high target rate. He, they just didn't have him on the field that much. Um, he had a really low average depth of target. You know, he got a lot of the stuff behind the line, these little wide receiver screen passes, and he still had some monster games. So I think if if the Cardinals use him right, Rondell Moore could be a really dangerous weapon, and uh, he'll be the wide receiver three over A.J. Green in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's our 60 ranked players. A couple guys, uh, to mention at the end, Nicole Hardman, you know, another piece of that Patrick Mahomes pie uh, for Kansas city, uh, the chargers third option, Josh Palmer, you know, he could fill in both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams spots. If one of them goes down for any reason, he's a second year guy. Uh, I, I could see a big breakout from him. Good both, deep threat too. Yeah. Um, Jalen Guyton is their speed guy, but Josh Palmer is very, uh, very good at going up and getting the ball. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, can Baker Mayfield kind of uh, provide for another wide receiver in Carolina? I think is the biggest question there. Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard, the Giants. How do the Giants look? Uh, Julio Jones in Tampa Bay. How often is he used? How much does Brady look his way? Can, can he stay? He, yeah, stay healthy. He's old. Uh, Jameson Crowder as the slot receiver in Buffalo. You know, you could see a Cole Beasley type of role there. Um, he was a reception machine in New York. Van Jefferson for the Rams. If Robinson doesn't pan out for any reason, he was their deep threat guy. Uh, he could catch a bunch of passes. Devontae Parker, he should have been in our top 60 uh, without a doubt. He's looking like the Patriots' number one receiver. Yeah. He's a touchdown threat. Uh, the Patriots don't throw a ton, but, you know, he could still be – a solid flex play. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Chark from Detroit, we mentioned him, just another one of their three receivers. KJ Osborne from Minnesota, they're looking more pass-heavy. He's a second- or third-year player. Adam Thielen's on the decline. Could see him pick up some of that slack. Uh, Jalen Tolbert and James Washington in Dallas. Uh, until Michael Gallup comes back, those are going to be the, the next two wide receivers behind CD uh, in a pass-heavy offense. Marvin Jones in Jacksonville as the wide receiver, too. Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell as guys opposite of Michael Pittman in Indiana. Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, 
for Green Bay. If the guy I love the most is the rookie Romeo Dubs, mm. yeah, heard looks really like good he's things making plays. Sammy Watkins, though, be ready for a crazy week one, and then yeah. a face the earth. But, yeah, Romeo Dubes seems like could be that guy in Green Bay's offense, even though being a later round pick in this draft, so keep an eye on him. Uh, and then two more guys, Corey Davis in uh, New York. They just signed him. They just signed him a couple years ago off the Titans. You know, he could still have a fair share of work there. It's the, it's the Jets, though. It is the Jets, as we always say. And the last guy, Curtis Samuel in Washington. Uh, you know, if Jahan Dotson doesn't pan out right away, Curtis Samuel will be the wide receiver too. Could have some big games there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for listening to episode three of Project Fantasy Football. Those are our wide receiver rankings. Appreciate you listening. Drop a like. And stay tuned for wide quarterback and tight end rankings later. All right. Peace. Peace.